everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and a passion please for y'all Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Yeah. Hey, hey we're Woo! Uh, you You're so your... much better, man, when we win. You have a uh, you have a Lions hat and a Red Wings jersey. I'm I'm sporting my new super expensive. Um, Ooh. Mike, this is the most I've ever spent on a stupid goddamn hoodie because I needed something new for the Lions for this weekend. Mike, yeah. this is it. It's a gray hoodie, right? And then there's L-I-O-N-S ironed on. And that I the lion the new blue Lions helmet is pretty sweet. Would you like to take a guess at how much I just unloaded for this fucking sweatshirt? Give me uh give me one ten. Oh, over. Oh, close, but over. Yeah. 95 for a fucking hoodie with some ironed on letters. <laughs> 95. Anyway. Ironed on. The Red are in third place in the division. Yeah. Woo! Corey Manning throwing it out there first. The games we got in hand, but uh, it is ironed on. I like it. Hey, Jared got it. 95.99. Nice job, Jared. Um, but nice job, Larkin. Nice job, Red Wings. Mike, I, I, uh, great. I, I never you know what? ever have to watch a Florida Panthers Red Wings game <laughs> ever again. I'll be that much happier. I can't stand the way Florida plays hockey. Well, they were, they were showing our last game, our, our last win against the Panthers in, uh, in 2021. And, um, yeah. man, did that, uh, that was a long streak. So over the last couple of weeks, Michigan broke their national championship drought, their playoff drought. Lions break their playoff drought. And now the Red Wings have broken the Florida Panthers <laughs> drought. Um, All well, going we got, our we way. Got, we got people coming in hot. Uh, Blake with some receipts for me. Remember when Mike laughed when I said we'd win 11 of our next 12? I am yeah. manifesting it. <laughs> Actually, Blake, Blake nailed it. arguably could be said, I am manifesting it. <laughs> Lest we forget that uh, I joked, hey, what happens if we get one goal scorer? Let's let's just start scoring goals and see what happens. Then if we don't score any goddamn goals, we don't win. But not today. <laughs> see? Another one. Another <laughs> curse that I've broken. How about uh how about a goddamn goaltender? Jeez, oh Pete. What 34 shots uh for the Panthers tonight and uh Lions yeah. stops them with two. Uh you, you, you got to give one up to Reinhardt, sort of a rite of passage, apparently, this season when you play the Panthers. But, uh, man, three to two to the Panthers. Alex Lyon outplays his former, um, I don't know, tandem partner and Bobrovsky. And, oh, God, this just feels so good. Third place in the Atlantic right now, Mike. Um, and we just beat the team that someone might say, well, they have a better points percentage than you. But too fucking bad because we just beat you you pieces of shit <laughs> it's do it i you know we do acknowledge it but you know we are better than them right now Corey manning uh welcome aboard uh he said two things that i already liked uh besides mentioning third place uh about the tnt broadcast being terrible um jared i'm gonna take it a step further it's it is boring but it's also like we were so spoiled with, you know, like Doc Emmerich doing the national games and he would just beautifully paint the picture of everything happening on the ice. Um, I guarantee he's the only announcer across all the major sports to use the word acqu acquiesce uh, to describe sports action. Ah, and he acquiesces that one acquiesce. across the blue line. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it just paints the picture. You could close your eyes and, you know, see what's happening. Um, what was this, but, was this last big game the um the outdoor game on the lake? Did he do that one? I, I don't I know. Who, who I knows? can just tell you that this broadcast team was not even watching. They didn't even know that the Red Wings scored. Like I like I was doing dishes when I was you know kind of watching the game on my phone. Yeah. And then they just mentioned something like, "Oh, there's an evener." Well, we'll keep on going here, and uh, you know we'll have our, our our essentially a podcast episode while the Red Wing game is going on. Couldn't even tell you. They couldn't tell you one Red Wing except except maybe Patrick Kane. Right. I mean, that's that's who they're they're still focused in that spot, and he's not even playing tonight. We're still. Uh, what are we? We're going to be without uh, Patty Jared, for a couple more say, games. But um, if you can uh, fire up the the app Dofu Dofu Sportive, because I briefly had the TNT broadcast on, learned my lesson, 
Um, and I was able to find uh, the Detroit broadcast too. Oh yeah, I'm still I'm a goofus who's paying. Um, I'm paying Bally, so Ooh, that's, that's Amazon. You excited about that? Excited about what? Soon you're going to be paying Amazon some more money. Oh, Bally, I'm paying Bally. Yeah, soon you're going to be paying Amazon. Didn't they just buy oh. Bally? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, because that company was going under. Well, yeah, Bally's been an absolute shit storm. Yeah, Amazon's swooping uh, in to buy that company, uh, filing for bankruptcy. Pretty cool. Pulled up, uh, pulled up the new standings. Uh, fifty-one points now oh, for man. the Wing Dings. Uh, Panthers Wings, forty-four games played. Uh, we're we're catching up. We're nipping at the heels. At at first, I was just kind of like, you know what? I just want to get out of here with a point. That that'd be really nice. Just in this, you know, continue the streak. But now I'm kind of like, ah, damn it. Uh, wish we could be a point closer to Florida right now with that, uh, got that power play. <laughs> Just This power play is an absolute disaster uh, today until we got to overtime where Florida finally sat back on their heels. They... I I, uh, I tweeted earlier. They they were just... Oh, wait. Let me check uh, all my tabs here. Make sure I don't have any porn. I, know, I was doing that on your behalf, too. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye looking on... looking for your adult friend finder. Um... Feetfinder.com. No, this one. Okay, the Ottawa Sun. Okay, that I, was the I, only one I, I was like, should that, that one be no. porn? Yeah. <laughs> no, no porn. I did it. All right. Good. I was responsible. I was watching the... Ottawa Sunbabes.com. They're just really pale. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we I was watching this game and I was just thinking the whole time, especially when you see that Reinhardt goal, Florida just dictated the whole game. Like it, it was just what they would allow is what the Red Wings were able to do until we got about halfway through the game. And especially, especially when it was uh big Rass, not just tipping one in, because that sort of needed a little bit of magic. We needed a big Rass tip because we couldn't get anything to go the way we wanted. So Rass had to use his big frame. And tip a shot from Olimata because that was where the Panthers were like, yeah, we'll let Olimata, yeah, fire one at Bob. Bob's, you know, huge, massive frame. He's going to have a good angle on Mata. No problem. Fire it in. So Big Rass, if you haven't seen the replay of his tip, it is wild. I mean, you know, out of midair at a ball and goes up and just <laughs> barely goes up at an angle that it won't go flying over the net, but goes over yeah. Bob's shoulder. This, Boom, you made a choice that was yours. But that I, it was goal number two, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, we're going to bring up Zegris later uh, because I still have a fetish <laughs> for that guy. But this was a game I was like, I I regret not putting money on it uh, just because you, you had a feeling this was a game that Rasmussen was going to score. Um, I can't remember who he two-handed and there was no call. Um, and then it just led into another like five-on-five scrum. Uh, but then he was sitting on the bench, like, uh, God, what was that TV show? Um, Orange is the New Black, where he's just sitting there making crazy eyes at the ice. I'm like, my yeah. God, this guy's going to score. And it was like two shifts for him later. He got that beautiful <laughs> deflection. Um, so, yeah, yeah, as much as I toot the horn of Zegris, like, this this was a game that screamed, we need a six-foot-six guy with a little bit of hand action in front of the net. Um, and he came through for us. But, man, the comment's coming in hot. Um, I do want to throw in oh, there, yeah. uh, because people did hate the TNT broadcast, uh, Blake tongue in cheek, no college words, Mike. Well, it's from doc acquiesce. Get it in there, Blake. Um, <laughs> Dofu, if you fire up your, your mobile device, it's D O F U sportive. And it gives you the broadcast basically every single game, every single broadcast. Um, but it's free. So you do have to sit through like a paywall ad, but they're like 30 seconds. Um, Dr. Disinfect, uh, I don't think I've said hi to you before, have we? Maybe it's been a minute. How you doing? Um, just, uh, throwing some flowers out for the D-Boss. Um, Decoy, Blake, cop, actually, Blake is point. on a hot streak. Yeah, go ahead. Blake's That's on funny. a hot streak, because I wanted to touch on this too. Um, Larkin owed us a goal, because yeah. he had some pretty rough, um, entry attempts on the power play, especially on the one that led to the shorty, um, yeah, for Reinhardt. Yeah, that I was. I thought that this episode, Matt, was going to be touching on. Huh, I think Larkin's still hurt or something because he he looked pretty <laughs> rough on those turnovers. But uh, I mean, all's forgiven with the goal. Well, yeah. Before we get to the OT goal, I did want to keep uh, uh, 
I wanted to keep talking about the Rasmussen story for this game because even though Larkin gets the OT winner, I think he did enough with his two bad turnovers that I'm 100% giving the nod to Big Ras for the, the MVP of this game. He's my first star. Um, it was that second goal. And uh, I don't know if we want to play the game here of getting uh, kicked off uh, YouTube or, or whatever. Oh, God. Favorite game. Wait, let me uh... just crank up the sound, man. Am I am I gonna ruin the magic here? I can't get my goddamn mouse to work. There we go. Um, hey, there's our live stream, guys. Check us out at Red Wings Rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I mean, th this this is the one that does it for me, right? Like this is this is Big Rass doing his thing. Uh, was that? I can't tell. Is that? Mon I'm so blind. Is that Montour that's trying to get Big Rass? And Rass just keeps ragging the puck behind the net around Bobrovsky, and he's just waiting until he can get an open man to take a shot at the net. He's bringing more Florida Panthers to him. I mean, it was just this was the thing where when I tweeted earlier, and it was like, God, we can't get anything going. That's where Big Rass does the tip. That's where Big Rass sets up this play. And if you're going to get goaltending like we got from Alex Lyon for the rest of the season, Mike, if we have our starting goaltender, these are the kind of games we could finally start to pull out of the hat. These yeah. are the things we didn't have the first half of the season. And now all of a sudden, January, maybe I should say all of a sudden Lyon <laughs> comes back, but all of a sudden January hits. And this is a team that can look like they're, they're outplayed for half the game. And and honestly, this looked like, especially with Reinhardt's shorthanded goal, it just kind of looked like this could have been one of those games where the floodgates opened. Yeah. But you've got a guy that's going to keep him closed in Alex Lyon. And you could give, you could give your boys the time to get it, to get, get their shit together. I always think of that, that Morty talking to Summer, like get all your shit, all your shit, Summer, just get it all together. Whatever the, that's not verbatim, but anyway, it's just Morty yelling at, at his sister Summer and um, Rick and Morty. But uh, yeah, right, real quick, can you move your mouse icon just kind of in that black area beneath the video, just so it's not in the way? There you go. That's not the real reason. Uh, I just wanted to also judge the size of your mouse icon along with Ketzel, who's like, "Why is your icon so gigantic?" <laughs> Jesus, Matt, you got granddad over there. I can't see what I'm clicking on. I just... I I swear it it is really small. I I don't know, guys. It's so small. Leave me alone. It's small. Okay, it's normal size. That's average. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> all right. Other other shout out too. Um, because all throw throughout their microwave those cats. Oh, this is a comment from X. Um, Alt throws that out there. That may, got me thinking too. Huge huge shout out to Debrinket, where the whole game I was thinking like. Man, he struggles to find like real chemistry with anybody but Patrick Kane on this team. I mean, like <laughs> I real yeah, consistent. Yeah, he really bummed me out today because I was like, "Are we gonna say his name?" And then he saved the day by drawing that yeah. penalty in the third period. Exactly. And against uh, you know, of all guys, Ekblad is the one that he he, he gets uh, put in the wrong position. And that that was also a, like the penalty that he that he you know he forces the issue on is just a hard nose play. And it's a legit hooking call. Like, it's not one of those tic-tac-y things. It was, Ekblad could not get, he couldn't He couldn't get the step on Debrinket. So he had to do something. And Debrinket's just rolling through, trying to get, you know, try and make some space. If you want to say that's all, you know, his whole goal was uh, for that possession, fine. You can win that argument. Uh, but I, to me, it just looked like Debrinket was trying to, to, to win the puck so that he could get a, a shot on net and uh it turned into a power play which ultimately again uh you know now we can start praising we can start praising dylan for um which i thought was yeah. a hell of a play by dylan too to uh kind of throw out uh I, I don't know if you it wasn't quite like a juke um but he kind of gave that that fake shot to give himself some space right between the circles and you know, I, I I was looking it up earlier today. Jay Fresh put out his new 23-24 player cards. Um, okay. So thank you, Jay Fresh. Uh, taking a look at guys like uh, Peron, who's been, a, uh, you know, our first line for us recently, but uh, just barely cracks the top half of the league uh, comparatively. But, 
Yeah, great job by Parad winning those battles in the power play. I, I think he won two or three battles to keep the possession uh, for Detroit. Huge, huge job, actually, by uh, all three guys playing around Larkin. I think you had Comfort, Perron, and yeah. uh, Ghost, Ghost Bear just... I mean, it, it did look like the whole the whole time. It was just like, how can we get the puck back over to Larkin? And yeah. uh, Larkin went ISO. He went Kobe, right? Like yeah. he he's he called a shot. He went Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, he went Patrick Kane. Dare we say? Uh, yeah. man, let me throw in a few more comments here because they're coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, GLJ, welcome, bud. I feel like I haven't said hi to you in a minute again. Uh, rat, big Ress, you can't teach that six foot six. Uh, saying learning puck protection from Peron. Um. GLJ, when he has games like this, it's like it makes me want to completely reconfigure how we calibrate like roster construction. Oh, I see. Let's just get a bunch of six foot six guys who can't really skate, but they're just so big they'll use their big body to hold on to the puck, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, maybe you just feel that way when Rats has a good game, and every time you play the fucking Florida Panthers, God, I hate watching them play <laughs> hockey. It's so boring. Um, it's like the like the anti Maple Leafs, you know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. up and down, up and down in Florida. My God, is it slow, wet cement trudging in just muck? Um, but we had another one in here too. Um, decoy, man, I was actually going to touch on that one. <laughs> it's not the size of the pointer; it's the motion of the mouse. Decoy, <laughs> love the support for Matt. Love that. Castle um, throwing me some flowers for the beanie. Yeah, this was a Christmas gift. I just got lucky on this one, but it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, Jim uh, Jim Johnson saying Dylan was quiet. He was arguably loud for the other team um, until he decided to help the Red Wings um, in overtime. Um, Silver throwing out a Ric Flair woo. And then, um, yeah, Dan B. He had another comment I forgot to touch on, but he's saying, like the physical play from Clem and Shady, Sprung needs more ice time. Yeah. He, uh, ever since Kane went down, Sprong has really, you know, stepped up. So that's good to see that he's kind of taken advantage of, you know, some more opportunities. Um, oh, Matt, how do you feel about this one? Ketzel saying the Panthers are the Islanders of the South. Explain yourself. <laughs> Jared's already sold, Matt. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will push back and say I don't hate playing the Islanders because I feel like the Red Wings do okay against them, but I hate playing Florida Panthers. I hate it. Oh, is that what that means? I didn't know if it was like... I don't know if it's that. We're we're waiting for some more follow-up here. Oh, boring effing play. No, I <laughs> I kind of agreed with Paul Maurice the other day. He was, uh, he was talking about the media and how they've been covering Matthew Kachuk so far this season and you know, the Paul Maurice way of just kind of being like, I'm smarter than all of you, but I, I still kind of agreed with him, but he was, you know, just doing, doing that game of like, you know, you, you guys have all been uh, spending the whole season talking about how oh, Matthew Kachuk has disappeared and, you know, he's going to come along and get a streak and you're going to say, well, Matthew Kachuk's back. And I'm going to say he's never gone anywhere. And I, like, I kind of agree. Like Kachuk is still doing some great things. Uh, so I, I mean, I, th I think I, I hate to, I hate to say like, I hate to say they're just like some bounces away from being like a super interesting team again. But I, I also think you're seeing a Panthers team that did get shut down by Lion, but ultimately when they got to that third period and especially like those last five minutes, I think both teams were like, God damn, we need this one point. Um, we're not going to give up an inch. So I think it got boring from both sides. Like it was, it was like tight. And, and this is the kind of stuff like now that you have an Alex Lyon, I think Jared call it. Yeah. Do like call it boring. Um, I totally agree with you there, but we're guy guys, we're going to have to, we're going to lock in here for a lot of games like this, especially against our division uh, till the end of the season. And I, I'm not saying anything you guys don't already know, but like, this is the fucking hockey we've been waiting for. Right. I mean, we're, we're jumping out of our pants because the break, it pulls up, uh, <laughs> gets a, uh, gets a power play for us with 40 seconds will, to go in the third. The like, reason I'm going to push back on that is I will say that yeah. it's cool to feel like the, the games matter standing wise. Uh, but this, 
I don't know if you agree or not, but this this was a, an ass kicking by Florida. Like we stole that game because Lion. Um, I didn't feel like we deserved that win at all, but I'm I'm glad we got it. Um, I mean, this team is like our total kryptonite. I I hope, my God, if we squeak into the playoffs this year and we see Florida, oh my God, it's it'll be a bloodbath. Yeah, how many how many times did we? And I I know you're not you're not going to argue against this, but it's like how many times did we? We were up like five to one on San Jose, and then we give up like three shorthanded goals, and all of a sudden it's five to four. Like we totally deserve to beat the shit out of San Jose. Like, well, you know, uh, second week of of December, we've had a ton yeah. of games where our goaltending has let us down. So we we need a couple of these games where where Alex Lyon is the one who's keeping us in it. Um, and I know that's you're you know you're not going to argue against that, but I, I think the law of averages right now is catching up and catching up in a big way. Um, feels it feels good. Yeah, Ketzel throws out there. Uh, love this comment. Pendulum has swung back. Because we've definitely been the victim of these going the other way, you know, where we dominated play, and it's like, God damn it, we just can't break through. Um, Yeah, just something about they see that Bobrovsky, that name on the jersey, and they just stonewall. Yeah. I'm going to apologize real quick, guys, because we weren't going to go too long tonight, especially on these post game episodes. This is celebratory. Uh, We want to talk about uh, Mike wanted to bring up uh, Zegras. I have a couple other trade targets I want to talk about. Big win for the Wings. Give us just like a minute and a half. I swear we'll be right back. Oh, we got to get the ad in there. Then we're doing trade stuff. Yeah. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Guys, we love our wingdings. We've got some huge games coming up, including against Tampa Bay. Are we could be on a lucky streak. Speaking of Detroit sports, going up against Tampa Bay twice this weekend. I don't know, but you got to check out DraftKings Sportsbook if you want to continue the winnings in your own wallet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y for six seven three six nine in connecticut help is available for problems gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of uh, boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the nhl and the national hockey league copyright nhl 2024 all rights reserved and we're back wanted to quickly mention um oh wait didn't the game change to eight o'clock Anyway, the Red Wings uh, time change Tampa and Detroit this weekend. Of course, uh, our Lions will be playing the Bucks. If I can mention real quick, I, I tweeted uh, it's uh, my best buddy from high school. We still we do that, you know, once a day. We we at least have one conversation about the Lions. The one thing I'm scared most about against the Bucks is that I'm not worried. And that that has me worried. That's what has me shook. I was really scared of Stafford. I was really scared of them tearing apart our secondary. But the Bucks, I'm just like, I'm not worried. And that's what's got me worried. But anyway, uh, Red Wings, keep an eye on that uh, Sunday calendar. If you guys have it uh, uploaded to your phone like I do, uh, won't be starting at 5. We'll be starting at 7. So we can all watch... Uh, we can watch the Lions take down Baker Mayfield. It really just, it's a perfect setup for the Lions. I, re- I really think it, the matchup is is perfect. I, I don't know how many Mike Evans drops I had to watch in the end zone. The only reason the Bucks 
are playing the Lions is because Philly did not care. Uh, Wings and the Walleye re-up. A couple of quick little tidbits out of the way here. Good news there. We could still go to Toledo games and wear our Red Wings jerseys. Woo! Um, yeah, and Alex Lyon cracking the uh, the top 20. He's actually number 11 uh, since the beginning of the year for goals saved above expected. Now, I, these Jordan Bennington numbers are <laughs> fucking insane. But I didn't want to call out Lyon. But it's it's no new news. Um, so while we're sitting here celebrating our big win, 6-0-1 in our last seven, Mike, now, now it's time to talk about improving this team. And, uh, well, this isn't the name you wanted to start with. Oh, oh what? Who put that in there? Who who got in my... Sl- okay, whatever. Andrew Copy in 6% war. <laughs> who put that in there? Where's our, where's your boy? There he is. There. I don't know why I put the one you wanted to talk about last. I thought I put it first. <laughs> um, Mike, no, Trevor's Negrist. No, there's, the there's definitely other positions in need. Right. Uh, defense, uh, goalie, unless, you know, Alex Lyon just keeps riding this hot streak all the way into May and June. That'd be pretty nice. Um, but I mean, there aren't a lot of, you know, guys with this kind of creative offensive talent that just, you know, at age 22, uh, where there's a little bit of smoke of him potentially be, being available. Um, I kind of post the idea of a trade for him in the, uh, discord and it was quickly shot down. Oh, Bang. Yeah. Uh, nobody on board with this. Um, but, man, I think the main thesis on this is, um, you know, the Red Wings don't have a ton of upper echelon scoring talent. I think it's pretty evident as soon as Patrick Kane, uh, 34-year-old, <laughs> uh, one-hipped Patrick Kane, uh, goes down. It's kind of like, ooh, I don't know how we're getting goals. Um, so, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, young age, he's already got a couple 60-point seasons. Um you know, we know what he can do with the puck as far as a goal scoring capacity goes. No, he's not a, you know, all time, you know, two way forward, you know, playing 200 feet of ice. Uh, we can't all be Datsuk. Um, Ketzel, thank you doing it for a six round pick. How generous of you. You know, I'll see your two sevenths. How about one sixth? Hey, I um, mean, Pat for beat comes calling. He's got to do us a solid, right? <laughs> um, but I just, yeah. I, I, I really think that some of us are nuts. Like if you wouldn't want to pick up a guy like this, cause I, you know, I think the proof Matt, is in the pudding that guys are going to play better. They're going to suddenly not be injured as much when they're happy. Um, and I don't know how, how fun it is to really be a duck right now, but it is pretty fun to be a Red Wing. Um, and I guess Matt, I'm kind of using as my poster boy for this scenario to bring it where he suddenly rediscovers his scoring touch, rediscovers, you know, what it's like to be, you know, happy on the ice again. So if we could find a way to shoehorn this guy into our lineup, uh, you know, because we we have just so many goal scorers up and down this, uh, you know, 12 forwards here. Um, Yeah, I kind of think we saw, like, a best-case scenario. We saw saw that player today, which would be Sam Reinhart for the Florida Panthers, who's putting up a half a point per game for Buffalo. And right now on his current streak, he is now over a point per game in Florida. And we don't, you don't hear Sam Reinhardt and think superstar. Um, I, I mean, we, you probably, you know, we should adjust our thought process because yeah, he's a point per game player and he has been consistently since joining the Florida Panthers. We saw him tonight put the puck in the back of the net. So am I saying you're training for Sam Reinhardt's production? No, but there's an argument to be made that we can see the talent on our man, Trevor Zegers here. And I, I know a lot of people like the comment Dan said, I just don't like the kid. I, yeah, but I mean, you never like the guy when he's on another team. I mean, I, I kind of feel like we had that sentiment about Kane, and Kane. Did, I was like, gonna one say as a Red Wing, you're like, this guy's I, awesome. We gotta put him in the rafters. I, I want a home jersey, a away jersey. I want a Kane <laughs> fire him to Brimstone jersey. Yeah. I, 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 so I went to the the Wings versus L.A. and my my uh, wife and I we went out to dinner before the Wings game in Corktown. Table next to us is all wearing Patrick Kane jerseys. So, and Red Wing, like Red Wings, Patrick Kane. I'm, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I think you guys would 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 get to 
to know him and love him uh, from, you know, he, he does have some pretty goofy, like he has like a pretty goofy online persona that the ducks uh, push out there. So I, I, I mean, from a personality, I kind of like it from a marketing standpoint. It's pretty cool. But I also think it it wouldn't be. I think I think if you looked at this and and looked at his production so far this year on a shitty Ducks team that's trying to tank, um, I would say yeah. The per- I I would tell you the production probably should be that low. But I mean, this is a kid who's shown like he could be super creative, and I I, I think it's one of those things too, like. You, you put them around a team that's excited to win, that's trying to play right now. And I like your example, you know, like your example of Debrinket. I I think if you took a look at the production from Sam Reinhart, nobody was guessing that he was going to do what he did with Florida. And of course, you're talking about a guy a little bit deeper in his career. But still, this is uh, you know, for for what it could be at five point eight. Like I know why the Ducks are like, okay, maybe maybe this is a spot where we can try and put more guys, you know, sort of in the same, uh, what do I want to say? Like timetable right now, if they're, 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 they are not sure when the reset button was actually hit. Was it hit a few years ago? Did we re hit it? When we brought in a new GM. I don't think they know they're, they're in a trouble spot. But one of the things that we do know is that the trade talk has started for Trevor and I will land on this. I, I'm not going to hate it if it happens. It's not anything I would force. We've had this conversation before, and I think it's very important that the Red Wings try to go into anything for this year's trade scenarios, walking up to the trade deadline. Nothing needs to be forced. But if the right thing comes along, if Ketzel's six-rounder for Trevor Zegers comes around, along, you take it, God damn it. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'd, I'd give up a little bit more than a six-rounder for Zegers, but... Um, a 22-year-old, two-time 60-point scorer, and they want you know a first-round pick and a second-round pick and a contract to make the numbers work. I mean, I think you're nuts if you say no to that. Silver throws out there, you guys. Oh, we're not trading I... him, my man. That's that's one of my boys. Come on, Silver. That's my boy. Uh, Silver throwing out there, Sandine Palika for uh, for Zegris. Ain't going um, nowhere. No way, man. Yeah. I mean, especially like the right side of the D. I, I was going through the entire NHL today, especially the teams that look to be on the outside of the playoff bubble. And um, it's rough going. Let me tell you, it's it's not going to be easy. And you're going to have to hope another team falls. And that's where we can kind of start this next piece of the conversation here. Because I, 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 do, I, I do agree with you, Mike. I don't think the offense is a trusted finished product i think if you are going to make a trade if we're talking about like a rental that seems like in the long run that'll be a mistake because i don't know how deep this team could go in the playoffs if you go deep you have magic so you just trust magic at that point you don't force it with you don't force it with a rental magic is magic um that's what this team would need to win a cup this year but if you're going to pick up a 22-year-old kid with three years on his contract, that's not a rental. Uh, that's that's something where you're like, hey, this kind of fits in the core we're building right here. It's kind of, you know, this you can shoehorn this right into the Cider and Lucas Raymond age group. And you could start to build a line there. Oh, like that's how many years have we done the thinking where it's like, yeah, get rid of Anthony Mantha. He's not going to fit with the future core. Like, you could be bringing in a guy that fits perfectly with the core you're building right now. Um, so there's, there's a lot of arguments for, I get the arguments against he isn't proven. Um, I just don't, especially with the cap going up. I don't, I don't see this as a hindrance, especially when we're talking about how forgiving we are for Andrew cops salary and especially the people in the comments and how I get so much crap for giving this guy a hard time that's 5.6 million for the 6% projected war guy in the NHL. Yeah. Um, and I'm asking for a 66% guy at right. 5.8. I, I don't, say, I don't know. Would you say we could play him at center or would you be playing him on the wing? Um, 
I guess I guess it's gonna depend on what's going on with like is is because I Daniel seeing the real it, deal is go ahead. Yeah. I you know, I guess that'll depend on, you know, what we throw into the trade. Cause then it would probably have to be somebody like Valeno. Because they'd probably want like somebody in the NHL, Valeno, and then you gotta throw in Beargrin or Wallander and then picks. <sighs> I would think NHL guy, kind of a high level prospect and picks. Um, I'd agree with that. I, I, gosh, I almost think it has, it, it, it might have to be like Casper or, or Danielson. Um, no, I, I think, think they're going to sit on but, big red. I don't think Danielson's going anywhere, <clears throat> but yeah, maybe Marco Wallander first third. Don't you picture him in the top six? And I, I, I still don't mind Comfer and, uh, and Larkin in my top six. So I think I think you're looking at a winger, but yeah, a guy who could potentially play center too. That's nice backup to have on the ice. Um, I'm gonna jump on Jim Johnson's comment here because I I pulled up a couple of Calgary Flames now in the video Ooh. game, Mike. <clears throat> in the video game, I I set up Patrick Kane, uh, Clayton Keller, and Noah Hannafin. Set up a nice core, won the cup a few years in a row. That worked out for me. Um, <clears throat> the Hannafin's on the left side though. So you're talking about Chris Tanev, uh, who's a guy that when you're talking about trying to upgrade the right side of the D and and push what you have on the depth chart down a line and take away some minutes from some of the guys that are really struggling. Because if uh, if I pulled up Jeff Petrie and Hall right now, um, yikes. Hall, Hall is actually like a, a one percenter in the NHL right now. And he is uh, bordering on like, He's trying to crack 0%. I, I don't know what's going on this year because he, he did have a pretty good start to the year. Uh, Petrie's actually 37%. Like he he's That's a lot higher than I would have guessed, but obviously there's still weight from the past couple of years too that are helping it out. This season, for sure, tank, bottom 10%, uh, right side defenseman. Chris Tanev, again, See a dip in the statistics this year. Um, see a dip also in the advanced analytics that follow him around. He's on a struggling Calgary Flames team. Uh, I do think absolutely this would be a great pickup for what what's absolutely missing on this team. Uh, yeah. Like on Maybe, the right side. Yeah. I like like with Zegers, we were talking about NHL guy, uh, prospect, plus multiple picks. This guy would probably be what? second or third since he's on an expiring and he's 33 yeah um so like easier to, to easier to obtain right and that, and i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth now because i said I, I did not want a rental but i do like agree with your point this is something you're not you're not giving up as much um and this is something too where calgary's made it known the only thing is he is a hot commodity so if if the market gets a little too hot for Tanev, a little too hot for this flame, uh, I'd let it go. But this is definitely in the realm where how many minutes are we watching Jeff Petrie on the penalty kill? You know, like, uh, and this is a guy who has been pegged as a defensive defenseman. So even if it's not on the penalty kill and you're going to keep Petrie out there, this is this is a guy that the guy that's going to get you solid second pair minutes, whatever ice time, you know, whatever if he's not whatever he's not getting on special teams, he's going to get a solid amount of five on five time, and uh, and help you out with a, a four four point five million dollar cap hit. That's not going to hurt anything. I've had enough injuries this year. We'll have we'll have enough cap space too by the end of the year to make to make anything work. Real, real quick, got a couple comments in here. Uh, Decoy saying Tanev and Moose would make up the all crazy eyes team. Uh, <laughs> Would love to be a part of that decoy. And then Justin Fields, 63. I don't think we've heard a lot from you. How you doing, man? Um, saying, uh, not excited if we did get Zegris until he scored a couple Red Wing goals. Um, and as far as saying, I don't think we need someone like Zegris, I, I urge you again just to kind of watch the scoring production when we're missing our one-hipped 34-year-old. It's, it's not quite as good. It would be nice to be able to kind of bump Perron down. Yes, I do appreciate his value, Matt, on the power play, but it'd be nice to have him on the third or fourth line. Brad throws out there, I think if we get a D-man, Ghost goes, which I'm curious about because I that 
Ghost plays so many minutes on this team. And he does a lot of special teams too. Yeah, when Wallman goes down, they immediately insert Ghost Bear to play with Cider. So I I know what you're I know what you're saying, Brad. He is he has still shown like the defensive deficiencies are still there. He's still a one-sided defenseman, but he does help in so many different spots. I I wonder if they've if they could live without him. Like as some of the magic this year when we are able to score and we see you know, the Red Wings are in like the top five when it comes to like defenseman goals. Like, can you still continue the trend of uh, of where you're at right now? Uh, third place in the Atlantic without without Ghost Bear. And I, I, I do kind of circle that as one of the big differences this year that's uh, that's helped the Wings out. So that that's where my head's on that. Justin uh, also asked Clem or Fisher um, when Kane comes the- back. Probably Fisher most of the time until we're playing Ottawa. Then I'm yep. casting out there. Fuck yeah, same answer. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, um, I think we have a date on January 31st with those motherfuckers. Woo! Go get them, boy. We'll be there, guys. Uh, anybody else uh, go to watch that Seds game? Um, I highly recommend. We we might. Mike, we might want to all get toasted before that game because who knows if we need to start throwing beers onto the ice. Um, Oh, I not throwing hands. Yeah, we're jumping over and beating the shit out of Chuck. Um, who else do I have on here? Now, uh, Noah Dobson on the right side. Mike, another offensive defenseman here. Does play pretty well in the PK there. Uh, is even strength offense. He's in the 80 percent, uh, 80th percentile. Uh, for defensemen coming from the Islanders. Of course, you're kind of thinking like as the season goes on, the Islanders would continue to trickle down the standings or maybe stay in the same spot, but just couldn't keep up points wise. Finishing looking good. Um, and you could see first assist. Uh, this guy does a pretty good job of setting up his boys. So um, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I think this is a solid one that there's enough of an issue here where on the right side, you're going to improve over Jeff Petrie, where Jeff Petrie, you know what? Maybe, maybe he would be, maybe, because I I don't see it. I I will say this, like we saw it today, like Jeff Petrie just standing completely still on the penalty kill. I don't, I don't get it. But if somebody wanted to say like, I don't know, maybe Jeff Petrie's better, you know, defensively than Noah Dobson. Whatever. Statistically, Noah Dobson's going to bring enough offense to his game to outweigh that. So that's where I'm like, whatever argument you want to make, bleh. but I, I this would be an improvement over over Jeff Petrie. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm actually still taken aback by his PK numbers, top 64 percent on the NHL. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's only uh, the defense leaves a lot to be desired, Matt. Um... Yeah. Is that great? But, you know, same thing for Ghost Bear. Would be fun to see him and Ghost Bear out there together. Holy shit. Could you imagine? That would be perfect for my line with, uh, you know, Zegris, Debrinkin, (laughs) and Kane. (laughs) Woohoo! For sure. Um, Yeah, Ketzel's got the right idea. Stick Noah with Mata. Perfect. You've got a defensive defenseman along with a guy who could set up your play on the other side. And Mata's proof too. Like he's willing to throw the puck at the back of the net uh, or at the net. <laughs> oh, I'll score a goal. Okay. He's willing to throw the puck at the net. Did it today to help uh, Rasmussen tip one in. Um, that could be something where no one knows what's up. He knows where to put the puck. That's where wow. that first assist statistic I, comes into I play. I do want you to uh, defend what the inclusion of one of these um, player cards, Matt. Yeah. What is Chikrin doing in here? So, in what wild scenario is Ottawa going to trade with us and make us better? Did did Ottawa trade like two first round picks for Chikrin? Was that what the? Does anybody remember? Can I ask that to the comments? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to look it up because I. I think we want to just talk about the narrative here. But um, how funny this would be for Ottawa to go all out for Chikrin last year, missed the playoffs. Now they're points percentage is in like the 300s right now they're at the bottom of the league they're they're gonna be doing it mike they're they should just go in full take mode all right you ready it was uh a first a second and a second that's it for chick red that's not so bad i thought it was i thought it was a couple of firsts so that's um you know that's 
that's doable. You got to imagine like Ottawa is going to turn around and say, can we get this in return? Um, I don't know if I'm willing to do that, but I, I do think the scenario is really funny that we would just take Chikrin off their hands. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting too, to see him on. If you, if you guys want to look at his war percentile rank, uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube with us. So uh, again, looking at the J fresh player cards, uh, Chikrin is actually on this shit. Ottawa team <laughs> is sniffing the 75th percentile. And, um, you know, he's one of these guys that everyone, even though he was on like the, the failing coyotes, everyone always like kind of pointed at him, pointed to him, even with these lower advanced analytics numbers that it was, you know, it was the coyotes that were holding him back, but he, he is a guy that can be counted on. Um, injuries have been a problem. Um, but I, I do like, to me, I just sort of enjoy the narrative that Ottawa would have to give up on Chikrin, not because it's their best decision, but because Mike, there's the rumors out there that he is now asking for a trade because he got traded from the shit coyotes who are now better than the Ottawa senators. <laughs> he's, he, he's in an even worse situation. Uh, if I may, I mean, if, if you look at uh, both of those, both of those franchises, whether it's just the coyotes, lying to cities and districts to try and get an arena and holding money from employees or it's the ottawa senators who lied to their new owner um had a gm that was you know fudging numbers and forgetting um no no move clauses uh, <laughs> and making sure that whoever they were trading away to other teams uh, that those teams had all the information you know um just a horrible situation for Chikrin, uh, for a guy that you, you, with all of the narrative surrounding him, that he, he should be, um, you know, owning the NHL, uh, on the defensive side. But instead, he just keeps getting passed along to these flailing franchises that have no idea what they're doing. Um, I, I'm, I'm a yes on this one. Um, Dan B, Chikrin and Kubalik for Petrie, Hall, and Huso. Dan B, um, let's do it. Load it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Brad throwing in there, Chikrin would take a big piece. Yeah, yeah. especially from us. There's there's probably going to be a Red Wing tax at this point. Like You got to throw in an extra pick from what everybody else is doing. Yeah, especially uh, with the bracket working out so well, a point-per-game pace um, for us. Uh, so... It's one of those things too, like uh that that has to affect the next decision. It's a, it's not like it should. I'm just saying from Ottawa's perspective. Um so we wanna we wanna hit a couple more of these, right? Or did you have anything else you want to add to the chicken? Um, other than the strong unlikelihood of it happening. Um yeah. not not really. I mean it'd be it'd be kind of cool, but uh yeah, I don't I don't put a lot of eggs in that basket because I don't I think Ottawa's done doing business with us. Uh here's another one. Uh Washington, another team that uh we've worked with in the past. And now they have former Detroit Red Wing, Nick Jensen. Oh my god, this guy Eiserman is drooling all over this guy. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, he's in his mid thirties and he's got how many years left on his contract? Mmm, yum 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 yum. <laughs> oh, over three and a half. Oh, four point one mil. Oh, sign me up. Again, I I think I think the story here for me is just that Washington is even though they're right there with us in the playoff bubble, I think they're like negative twenty six in the uh, goal differential. So they're sort of like bullshitting everyone. Like eventually, everything's gonna fall out from underneath them. And again, I'm looking to improve Jeff Petrie and Hall's situation, which I think is doable with Nick Jensen. I don't think you're turning your team from not cup contender to cup contender with this move. But certainly this is an improvement and an affordable one. The only thing I don't like is the three years attached to this. But I, I think if you I think if you pull in a Nick Jensen, you're doing the right move to kind of iron some things out. And like earlier, I think it was uh uh Kessel, were you the one that that said Mata um Dobson? I mean here you're doing go spare with Nick Jensen, no problem. And uh you've got you know, somebody that can stay at home 
and the guy who can go venture off and try and get you some goals. I, I, I think they would pair great. And um, yeah, you bring you bring Nick Jensen back to Detroit. Maybe he hated it here, but that was when we sucked. So we're good again. I think that this is one that would happen. And a lot of people would be like, what? Why is this happening? But I, I think ultimately you'd walk away and say, okay. All right. Ultimately, it was a it was a positive. It was a move in the right direction. Um, yeah, I mean, this would be cleaning up Washington's, you know, cap sheet. Um, and this one is, again, more digestible, more feasible than an Ottawa trade. Um, and because I because I think you're kind of doing them a favor at this point, if they're going to have to start rebuilding, you're taking four mil off their books. Uh you're not like giving up prospects and first rounders, maybe doing like a second or a third. Yeah, that's actually a really good point too. Cause Washington is up there at the top half of the league on, on cap friendly. So yeah, if you're doing them a favor to take 33 year old guy at four mil off their books, that that is considered a favor, I think. And a team like the Florida Panthers went to the Stanley cup finals with Mark Stahl on the books. So this <laughs> this is an improvement over Mark Stahl, and I think this is be this would be an improvement over Petrie and Hall as well. This um, trade happens if you are thrown in the towel and gas despair, though, because then you're going to be sitting on like you know Hall and Mata and Petrie, like <clears throat> and Sherratt, you know, being kind of um, blocks from Red Wing prospect defensemen getting jobs. Now you'd be adding another guy with a elongated deal in his you know now mid 30s oh whoops whoopsies uh i think that's it i think we hit everybody yeah um yep that'd be it all right so ultimately there's some options out there i don't think any of them are amazing and uh you know we're not at the trade deadline yet so we don't know who's gonna fall off i mean maybe amazing what uh two weeks can do for our our whole show matt because we're we're talking about being (laughs) buyers again yeah, where it was doom and gloom not so long ago, and suddenly the Red Wings are like, hey, you know what? Let's start winning some games. Let's start winning goalie. games we didn't even deserve. How about that? We got a goalie, baby. Woo! All right. Um, so we're gonna wrap up here, guys. Appreciate everybody for coming along. Um, this is this was a fun night. Uh, six zero and one in our last seven. Uh, Dylan Larkin, the hero. Rasmussen, my first star. Alex Lyon, maybe, maybe he should be first star, but. I don't know. Now he's just casually turning in, you know. I think we're going to get games Alex Lyon first star games. Let's give Crazy Eyes uh, yeah. the number one start today. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, find uh, find the Discord. I'll pop, I'll pop it in the, the YouTube chat there. Uh, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget, uh, go Lions on Sunday. All right. Mm. Detroit beat Tampa this weekend. Because that's two games. All right. See you guys.